0: Your course isn't about you. Hi, I'm Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about ego and this conversation might be a bit raw. So stick with me with this one, because this is the reminder that your course isn't about you. I hear warning signs from course creators all the time, and it's normally statements that start with I want or I think. So I want you to keep an ear out for every time you talk about your course in the next couple of weeks and look for statements to start with, I want, or I think. Now I'm going to put a disclaimer on this. Don't get me wrong. A course should suit you and your business model you should start building your course with strategic decisions that suit you because there is no point building a program that doesn't fit your business model. that doesn't fit the way you want to build your business. that doesn't fit your lifestyle. Like there would be no point me offering a super intensive, like three check in a day, like really high touch program that went for weeks. And I, I had to be there all the time, day in day out because life is busy, right? I've got four kids. I run a business. It's just that does not suit me and the way I want to run my business and my business model. So it's not worth it, but it might suit you. But it is important that when you decide to run a program that you think about the kind of course you want to run and what's going to suit your business model and what's going to be strategic for you. Once you've made those decisions, everything from here on inwards should be about the learner. So remembering, looking for those warning statements that start with, I want. And the biggest one I see from course creators is, I want this to be perfect. There is no such thing as perfect in general, actually, I think in the world, there is no such thing as perfect because everyone's viewpoint is different. Everyone's opinion of what that should be, what perfection should be is different. And your course is no different. Every student is going to have a slightly different opinion of what would be perfect for this course. Maybe it's the type of content they want to see. Maybe it's the kind of support they want. Maybe it's the kind of tech they want. Every one of them is going to have a very different concept of what is perfect. And it's going to be different to you and what you think is perfect. The other thing you have to remember is they are not you. They do not see the course the same way you see it. They do not see the back end the same way you see it. They do not see the content the same way you've been, you know, panicking over it. They do not see the content the same way you see it, the same way that you've been focusing on it or panicking on it or obsessing over it for months. They don't see that. They see the singular end outcome. And what they see is very different to what you see. So when you say, I want this to be perfect, what I hear is two things. One, it's your ego saying that this has to be the best thing ever in the world. And I get that, but it's physically not possible. And two, it's your fear showing up and saying that you're worried about people saying it's not good enough. You're worried that you're not good enough. It's all those sorts of fears around whether it will be right and good enough for your audience. And it will be. Because I trust that you've got the knowledge and the experience to build this. Otherwise you wouldn't have gone, oh yeah, I'll just build a course, right? Most people don't take building a course lightly. They recognize that a lot of work goes into it and that they need to be able to share their knowledge and that they have to have the knowledge to start with to share it. So if you've already come to this point and made a decision to build a course, then we can take that fear of it's not good enough away because it will be good enough But there is a big difference between good enough and perfect. And the fact is that perfect doesn't exist, but good enough does exist. So if you catch yourself saying, this has to be perfect, I want this to be perfect, that is not about your students. You're no longer thinking about them and that is all about you. And we need to step away from that. Instead, we're going to focus on this needs to be great, for them. This needs to be a good course for them. This isn't about you. One of the other warning signs I see is when course creators are focused on the branding and design elements of content, slides and PDFs and stuff, without thinking about the learner and simply thinking about what they want it to look like. For example, it might be the statement, I think these slides look great, but I know as a content developer that there's too much content on the slide. There's, there's too many graphics, there's too many words, there's too many images, there's probably too many colors. If your student is busy trying to just understand the busyness of the slide, then they're not learning the content on the slide. So if you have too many elements, too many words and too many colors, you're taking away from the key message of the slide and the one thing that you want them to learn from that slide. And it should be that for slides and PDFs. What is the one intention of that piece of content? What is it supposed to be teaching them? Because it cannot do everything on one slide. It's not physically possible. The other thing we have to think about here when we're thinking about colors and designs and varieties is that when you have a variety of colored text on a variety of different colored backgrounds, it can be difficult to read. One, it can just be difficult to read in general. You'll have noticed if you've ever looked at red text, red text is particularly difficult to read. But once we get beyond that, you have to consider that some of your audience may be colorblind and putting diff- a variety of different colored texts on backgrounds you might think looks great, but just physically makes it impossible for them to be able to read what's on the screen. The other have to thing you have to consider is there might be a variety of other visual impairments amongst your students, or even just learning abilities. And when we take those things into account, some of the best things we can do is simply use black text on a white background. Now, a lot of my audience doesn't necessarily want to hear that. They've got these grand designs, but what we need to think about is what is best for the student and the user, not what you think looks best or what you want your slide to look like, but what is going to work best for the learner. And that is often simply design text or images as clean cut as possible using probably just a couple of images per slide or a couple of colors per slide. If you've got a dozen colors on a slide, you've gone far too far. And if you've got a dozen images on a slide, you've gone far too far. Really come back to thinking about simplifying your content, simplifying your color scheme, simplifying your text, and making it one clear statement and one clear point per slide or per PDF. This isn't about what you want these slides to look like. This is about what works for your student. In a similar way then, I see the same thing pop up with platform design and development. And it's statements like, I want this thing to be here. I want this button over here. I want this button to click through to this thing. And I get that, right? We have all got this ideal expectation of what we want our course to look and feel like. But the thing is that most learning platforms and plugins are good at what they do. They have put time and money into trying and testing a variety of methods to see what works best for the user. And especially when it comes to great course platforms, they've put thought into learning design and development. They know what works in learning theory. They know what works in terms of which button a student is going to want to push next. They know what works in terms of flow of information. And there's a reason that they've broken things down in a certain way or giving you buttons that press that go through to certain things or have put things in certain places Very rarely have they done it just for shits and giggles, right? They haven't done it just because they think they'll plonk a button there and such as that, but they've got the data to back it up. They've tested it. They've put it through thousands of students. Lots of people have used the platform. If something's not working, they will recognize that and any good platform will be looking at this data and making changes. You'll hear me often talk about MemberVault and it's one of the reasons that I love the platform is because the developers are so willing to make changes when they see that something is not working and there is a constant change log of things that are shifting and moving because they're looking for what works best for the end user and that's not always you remember here that it's about your student getting the best out of the platform when they log in do they understand what they have to press next do they understand which buttons do what can they find the menu can they see which lessons they've got coming up so you might want the platform to be certain doing certain things or pressing certain buttons but this isn't about you this is about what works best from their point of view and remembering that Good course platforms have put time and effort and money and energy into working out what works for you. There is a reason those buttons are there and there is a reason those buttons do those things and it's because it works. So watch out when you start to say things like, it should, I think it should do this. I want it to do that. Well, that's great that you want that and you might have a strong opinion about that, but these things haven't just been pulled out of nowhere. Normally they've been tried, tested and measured and they are there for a reason. Today was a bit ranty, and I'm going to apologize for that. But here is your action step because you cannot build a course by listening to me rant about courses. You actually have to go in, do something to build the course. And remember, don't get me wrong, your course should come from a strategic decision about what you want for you and your business. But once you've made that decision, once you've made the decision about price point or touch points and how much support they're going to have and how long the content's going to be, once you've made those core decisions, Everything from there on in should be about the user experience from your student and not about you. Go back and have a look at what you're doing. Look out for those warning signs. I Just for the next couple of weeks, when you're working on your program, look out for when you say, I think or I want, because it's probably not about your student and it's probably about you. And it's important to take a step back and really think about what's going to work best for them, not what you want not what you think, but about the best for your student. And if you're doing that, you're going to create a great course. Not perfect, remember, there is no no such thing, but it will be great. I promise you that. Okay, it's time for all of those podcasty bits. If you've loved this episode, share it with your friends or just tell random people about it. Stop them in the streets. Okay, don't stop them in the street, but please do share it with your friends, especially if you think they will find it helpful. Make sure that you have subscribed so that you get access to all of the future episodes and better still, leave a review. Podcast reviews are like gold. So I would really appreciate it if you took a couple of moments and leave a review with your thoughts and takeaways from this podcast episode